0: Turn to the gospel according to John, the 11th chapter. And as we turn there, you can help me me announce this title I Am the Resurrection and the Life. As we are going through the I Am statements, we've covered I Am the bread of life, I Am the light of the world. Now we're going to look at I Am the resurrection, and the life. We put two together previously when we dealt with the I am the gate or the door and I am the good shepherd. In the seven I am statements listed in the Gospel of John, there's also seven signs listed in the Gospel of John. And this I am statement is also with the seventh sign. If you have it, say amen. If you're not there, say please hold on. It sounds like we're all there. Let us begin. I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version. I'll be reading John the 17th chapter, verses 26, and then also verses 40 to 44. And John the 11th chapter, verses 17 to 26, and verse 40 to 44. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now, Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off. And many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. Martha, therefore, when she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary stayed at the house. Martha then said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection of the last days. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I have believed that you are the Christ, the son of God, even if he who comes into the world, looking at verses 40 to 44, Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they removed the stone. Then Jesus raised his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have, been, you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me. But because of the people standing around, I said it so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. The man who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings, and his face was wrapped around with cloth. Jesus said to him, unbind him and let him go. I'm going to deal with I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, but if you would like a subtitle you can subtitle this. Unbound me and let me go. Looking at this text as we look at this I am statement, Jesus says this in the face of dis- of a face of tragedy and a face of disbelief and misunderstanding. The tragedy is that a good friend has gone. A friend of two young ladies that he has became good friends with as long along with their brother. Has anybody here been to a funeral before? And have you been there with a friend or a loved one and you two are hurt because they lost someone they love and you loved also? And Jesus shows up not at the time they wanted him, but after the time. Because while he was sick, they sent note to him. Uh, then went over somebody and said, Let me slow down. While he was sick. They sent note to him, but Lazarus said, well, he's sleeping. His disciples said, well, that's good. He's resting. He might recover. Jesus had to make a clear to him, said, now nah, he's dead. And, and and they were, huh? What do what you mean? He said, so, well, he's dead so that you guys might believe. Let's go. So they go to Bethany. Now, Bethany is um, some time off. And so it says that Lazarus was in there four days. Jesus stayed one day, then he left. He heard the news about Lazarus. He stayed a day, then he left. He has been in the tomb, and he gets there four days. And to highlight this, that's why Martha runs out to him and saying, Lord, if you were here, if you were here, if you showed up on time, my, my brother would not have been dead. Uh, that, that's Sam's translation. If you had showed up on time, he would not have died. Jesus looks at her and simply reminds her that I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, 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 Jesus, I, I, I believe that my brother will rise again. <laughs> I, I believe in the last days he will rise again. Jesus said, you missed it. I, I am the resurrection. And like Jesus told her her brother would rise, but she was thinking about some future time. But yet she understood who Jesus is. She said, I do believe you are the one who comes from God, but she did not understand about a physical resurrection. A physical, which means that she did not understand how he could raise a decomposing body and bring it back whole. She did not understand that you could come four days later and still raise up a dead body. She said, I understand in the last days you're going to bring us all back with you, but but you you you, you saying something about right now? And he says, look here, though he is dead, but anybody who dies in me yet shall what? Live. First, I want to point out to you, you need to die to live. You are so caught up with what you know and doing what you know, you're losing out on what you don't know. Because if you know Jesus, hello, somebody, then you will be dead to yourself. In our lives, we get caught up with how everything feels right now. But yet we need to realize that Jesus tells us that we need to deny ourselves daily and pick up our cross and follow him. Jesus simply said to her that if you believe this, though you may die, yet you shall live. I I like it how it says in verse 26, And everyone who lives and believes in me will what? Never die. Do you believe This And and, and it's so emphatic, he's basically saying there's no chance in hell. Hello, somebody. Come hell or high water, nothing's going to stop you from living if you die in me. Do you believe this? He's pointing out here that in our lives, first, when we believe, we die. When I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, then I die to myself. Because before I make him Lord, I have already made myself Lord. In our lives, it's easy for us to be the masters of our own self. It's kind of, kind of a familiar a poem called Invictus. The part this, there's a part at the end of Invictus says, I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. This poem is very familiar to a lot of Greek organizations, for they will 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 say this because there's another part that says, "Though my head be b- buzzing, but my head and bloody, but I be unbowed." <laughs> they say I'm gonna make it through this pledge process. I'm gonna be unbowed. But when it got towards the end, I didn't say that part. They looked at me. I said, "Because I'm not the master of my faith. No, I'm the captain of my soul. I I, I don't have control of this thing right here. I, I'll quote I'll quote everything else you asked me to, but come down this part, I don't believe this." But in our lives, we think we are the captains, that we can mark, that we can control it. Martha thought she understood, said, Lord, if you were here, you could have controlled my brother from not being sick unto death. But he's dead. And now what's going to happen? He's buried in the tomb. But yet, Jesus, I know if you ask anything, something can happen. But Jesus says this. First, you need to die to live, and you also need to believe and not die. First, die to live and believe and not die. So you need to believe to live. Because in order to believe it, you have to live it. I'm going to try to. Some of y'all might catch this on the way home, but right now I want you to understand that a lot of us say things, but we don't do it. See, see, saying it and doing it are two different things. Actions speak louder than words. Uh, Jesus is saying, I'm about to show you some actions so that your faith will be developed. He said it to his disciples, said, this has happened so that you might believe. Martha is not understanding Well, this has happened so that you might believe. Let me throw a pin in here on the doctrine of faith. Yes, faith is the substance of things for, evidence of things not seen. But sometimes we misunderstand faith as some mystical kind of abstract thing. But faith is based on evidence. Let me break it down to you. God has shown us who he is. So me believing in him is not based on something I do not know. It's based on the evidence. God reminds them of his faithfulness when he says to them, did I not bring you out of Egypt? Their mind is going back. Uh, yes, Lord, you did. Okay. Did I not bring you through the Red Sea on dry land? Oh, yes, Lord, you you did that too. Did I not provide clothes for you and sandals that did not wear out while you were in the wilderness? They look back. Yes, yes, Lord, you you did that too. Am I not the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? Yeah, 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 Lord, you are. He's pointing out to them, my record speaks for itself. So all you got to do is just believe I can do what I've done past for you. So faith is not based on something that's not seen before. Faith is believing that God can do what he's done before. That's why me believing in the resurrection is not based on something that has not happened. Because Jesus has simply said, look here, I am the resurrection. So the question is, do you believe this? Do you believe that Jesus right now, present in your life, has given you life? because if you have life now that means you no longer live for yourself but you live for him and when you're living for him you are fully pu- you are fully fulfilling your purpose because he made you for you he made you he did not make you for yourself he made you for him he made you for his glory so the problem that we have with this that he's made us for his glory that is not for our glory <laughs> What does that mean? That means that sometimes for his glory, I might have to suffer. Think about think about for a moment. Mary and Martha, you can be with me, but you first must suffer the loss of your brother. They'd be like, nah, I ain't following you. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all say, no, they would not say that. Look at you. How you get upset when you lose a loved one? you won't blame God. I don't mean to hurt nobody, but I'm just saying what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Pastor standing up here saying this like it is, because you may not know, but I know some people get real with God. And when things don't go their way, they get mad at God. But I'm so glad that God is patient with us, that He is still using as a teaching moment. Uh, Martha does not show any indignation towards God. She just simply states the fact that Lord, I believe if You was here, He would not have died. Jesus not argue that fact. He just simply knows that though He is dead, He still is. Because Jesus pointed out that what you think is impossible, come on, somebody, with God, all things are possible. Can I help somebody out today? Just simply let them know that when you got Jesus, possibility is with you. So somebody else let you know that they look impossible. He said, well, I got possible with me. How do you got possible with you? Well, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So you might not think I can get that job. You might not think I can build my house. You might not think I can graduate with straight A's. But with God, the doctor told me he's done all that he can't do. The doctor told me there's no more tests that they can do. The doctor has reached their limits. But with God? So just ask Martha might be struggling with misunderstanding about, God, what are you talking about? But he didn't stop there, so he continues on. She, Martha runs off, tell Mary secretly, look at that, says secretly that the master is here. So she gets up, and I'm just pointing that out just for a little exegetical preference so you understand that they got up. Those who are mourning with her say she must be going to the tomb because <laughs> they did not know where she's going. Sometimes everybody does not know where you're going in your time of trouble. See, 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 they think you should be going to the tomb no more. But she said, I'm going to see Jesus. So, y'all catch that. See, other people think, well, you need to go here and do this. But sometimes you need to tell them, hey, hey, be quiet for a moment so I can go see Jesus. And when she got there, we find her at his feet. But yet, he, she too is struggling, saying, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have passed. You see, the common understanding of everyone was that if Jesus was present before he was buried, Lazarus could be brought back to life. But yet he has not been in the tomb, not one day, not two, not three, but four. It's very significant to catch that because some believe that after three days, there's no more life. The spirit has left. So it would be to be impossible to raise something that has no more spirit. But yet Jesus is saying that I am not talking about some ambiguous resurrection, but a physical resurrection. And in our lives, we too realize that we too can have a resurrection in our spiritual as well as our physical life. First, in the spiritual aspect, you no longer see yourself as Lord, but you see God as Lord. Then in the physical aspect, you no longer do the things of the world, but you now do the things of God. When you do the things of God, that means you no longer talk like the world talks. But you talk as God will have you to talk. You don't go where the world tells you to go, but you go where the master tells you to go. And Jesus says, Father, I've always done what you told me to do. But can you say that today? Say, Lord, I have always. Done what you've told me to do. Go ahead and tell the truth and shame the devil. No, you have not always done what he's told you to do. Some of y'all still have not gone there because, you know, confession is good for the soul, but bad for your reputation. But I'm here to let you know. I don't care about my reputation with you, but I care about my conscience with my Lord. And I know, Lord, I am a sinner, desperately in need of your restoration. And I'm so glad that I can be dead to this world and alive in you. And though the world may think that there's something beyond repair in you, but if you're in the master's hand. Tell your neighbor he can fix it. Yes, he can. So look at this. Jesus letting know I can change this whole situation and what's going on in your life. He's he asked this question, where is he buried? <laughs> this is one thing I like about my Lord, and that he likes to get people involved. He could have did it all by himself. Why would he not know where Lazarus is buried? <laughs> but he does. Hey, hey, he's building up a crowd. Where is the tomb? Oh, it's it's over here, G. Oh, thank you very much, thank you very much. Oh, somebody need to move that stone. Can somebody move that stone? Yeah, 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 gee, we can move that stone. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, now it's time for you to hear something. Lord, I thank you. He's praising in advance. He said, Lord, I thank you for hearing me, and you always hear me. Lazarus is still dead in the tomb. But he said, Lord, I thank you. See, sometimes in our lives that when we're going through rough times and and we're hurt with grief, we forget to thank the Lord. But he's always been good. We sang the song, I'm grateful. It's easy to be grateful when things are on an even keel. But when you're down in the valley, can you say, Lord, I'm grateful? When you are out and down, sick and ill, left off by yourself, life fell to shambles, money is gone, job is gone, all you love is gone. But can you say, Lord, I thank you. Say, Lord, I thank you that you hear my cry. Lord, I thank you that your ears are never deaf. Lord, I thank you that your arm is not too short, but you can reach me right now. Lord, I thank you that though even my mother and my father may forsake me, the Lord will take me in. Lord, I thank you that you're present help in the time of trouble. Lord, I thank you though my enemies that camp all around me, they stumble and fall. Lord, I thank you. You see, you see how, how when you think about the goodness of the Lord and all he has done for you and what he will do for you, it makes you realize that your situation really isn't that bad. Because what is bad are for those who have not believed and who have died. Because they're going to wake up to a bad situation. But those who believe in him and die, they shall what? Live. Uh, Lazarus dies, but he believes. Jesus is showing them that there is a physical death. There's a physical resurrection. They understood that there is a resurrection, but did not fully understand what kind of resurrection. Look Look at this. Jesus said, After they showed him the tomb, rolled back the stone, Jesus said, what? Lazarus, come forth. With my Holy Ghost sanctified imagination, I always think about this now differently because he simply had to say Lazarus so everybody else would stay where they are. (laughs) If he just simply said, come forth, everything that was there would have came up. Because in my mind, I I go back in Genesis. He said, let there be light. And there was light. Come on, somebody. The sun counts as light. The stars count as light. He just said, let there be light. And there was light. Hello, somebody. And then he said, I separate light from, from darkness. And then he called that day and night. Come on, somebody. But he did not say, let there be sun and moon. He said, let there be light. So if he just said, come forth, I believe. The ground might have started shaking. I believe the tombs would have been opened up. But he just simply said, Lazarus, come forth. But can I help you out a little bit? As the hymn says, hush, somebody's calling my name. Do you understand that he knows his children? He knows them one by one. He knows their names, and my Bible tells me that your name is signed in the Lamb's book of life. And so when that time comes, when glory trumpet sounds, I've heard that the Bible tells me that those who are dead will rise from the grave, and those who are alive will be changed with the dead in a twinkling of an eye. But when he comes back, uh, we're going to stand before his throne. And he's going to check to see if your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, children. Do you hear him calling your name? Children, do you hear him calling your name? He knows your name. He sees the desperate situation that you're in. He sees that nobody else can help you but unless he calls your name. And when he called Lazarus' name, look what happened. He got up out of the grave. Now with my mind again, imagining how he got out, because it says he was bound up. He could have walked out like a mummy. He could have levitated because his feet were bound. But I don't know how he got up, but it got up. He got up. And then uh, Jesus saw that his movement was restricted. Uh, He said, unbound him, uh, let uh, him go. Uh, Don't you understand how the enemy thinks he's got you? He has you down. Uh, He thinks you can't make it. But but Jesus... uh, is a present helper in the time of trouble. He can step in and surround you with people that can help you be set free. He can set you free. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. Aren't you glad? are glad? By the word of Jesus, you can be set free. Do you believe this? I'm about to let you go now. As I look on my watch, I'm about to take my seat, but I'm here to let you know and see this parallel here. When I looked at this text, as I studying to preach at this time, I saw something here I never saw before. Jesus said to the disciples, this has happened so that you will believe. Jesus said this to Martha, this has happened so that you will believe. Jesus says it now to Martha, Mary, and to the whole crowd, this will happen so that you will believe. And do you understand that after the Gospel of John, after this, Jesus is now getting ready to be crucified. Y- y'all don't hear me. He is about to be crucified, but he tells them that I will rise again. They think that this will happen in the last days, but he's telling them that I am the resurrection. If I help you out with some of your, your verbs and your present tense, he says, I'm standing here. And since I am standing here, resurrection is alive. If you need some more assistance, even in Revelation, in the last book, he let them know that though you're at the end of the Bible, I'm still in the beginning. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. He's pointing out to them that this will happen so that you might believe. Well, uh, what did happen? Well, didn't they kill him? Didn't they kill Mary's baby? Then they killed the horn of salvation, and they bound him and buried him in a grave. They rolled a stone in front of the grave, and he was not just in the grave one day, not two days, but three days. And then they went to go to see that grave uh, to put some bombs on his body, but they said they saw the stone was rolled away Did he not say, roll the stone away so Lazarus could come out? When they got to the tomb, the stone was rolled away. But they did not know if the body was still in there. So they went in and found out that Jesus rose just like he said he would. Do you see it here? They were hiding, thinking that Jesus was dead and gone. But when they saw him, they said, I believe, I believe, I believe that you are the son of God. You are the resurrected Lord and savior. Some of us might be just like Thomas said, I won't see, I won't believe unless I see it for myself. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that thomas is in the bible because i'm just like that i gotta see it in order to believe it and therefore god wrote his word so i could see it for myself do you know that jesus is alive how do i know that he's alive well he's alive in me don't you know it don't you know it he's alive he's alive in and he's alive in you Is he alive in you? I'm so glad today that no matter what my life is going through, though death may embark all around me, though enemies may come against me, sickness will come against me, poverty will come against me, but nothing, nothing can separate me from the love of God. I don't know where you are but jesus does and he's calling your name and he's calling you to come forth and though you believe though you may die yet you shall live go ahead be unbound and be let loose (laughs) so you can be free and free to live for jesus Every head bowed every eyes closed father we thank you that you have set us free that you have redeemed us and called us out of the darkness into your marvelous light and Lord, forgive us for times, Lord, when we trusted ourselves more than we trusted in you. But God, we thank you for great is your mercy towards us. That in spite of ourselves, Lord, you minister to us. You reach us right where we are. Father, have your way in this place. Lord, I pray for someone here who does not know you as a Lord and Savior that they can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Lord, we welcome them here in this place so that we can fellowship with them, Almighty God, and worship with them, God. If there's someone here, Lord, looking for a church home, we welcome them here in this place, Father, that we can build a better community together and serve in unity, Almighty God, as we love them and they love us, as we serve them as they serve us, and as we love and serve the community of your people together, God, have your way in this place. We love you, Almighty God. We magnify you. In our Lord's name we pray. Amen.